Have you ever wondered what the central message of the Bible is? I think you could basically boil down the message of the Bible to two questions. The first one is what you might call the Savior question. Now, here's what the Savior question really is. What will I do with Jesus Christ? That's the number one question on Judgment Day. Did we ignore him? Did we scoff at him? Did we reject him? Or did we embrace and accept him as our personal Lord and Savior? And let me just say it so we're clear, that is the primary purpose of this church. Our goal is to introduce as many people to Jesus as we possibly can, and then to help them get better acquainted with Jesus. That's the whole ball game. That's the most important thing you can grapple with in this life. There's just one more question, and that's what you could call the stewardship question. What did I do with all the stuff, and I mean everything, that he gave me. God's just not impressed. When we take gifts, money, resources, influence, personality, relationships, all that stuff, and we just kind of squander it or put it on the shelf or treat it irresponsibly, God is just not pleased with that. Let's face it, the unbelieving world doesn't understand our prayers. They don't understand why we would gather on a day like this and worship God and sing songs to God. And the world, the unbelieving world probably doesn't understand our sermons or our mission, but I'll tell you what they understand. The world understands money. Listen to me now. Whenever unbelievers see God's people taking resources like these servants, and leveraging them wisely to help others, they sit up and take notice. Well, as we just saw eight weeks ago, Pastor Rex summed up the entire Bible in just two questions. The two big questions in the Bible and really in life for that matter, are what did I do with Jesus? And what did I do with all of the stuff that God gave me? And following that message, Pastor Rex issued a huge challenge to our congregation. In both services at each of our three locations, we invited our congregants to come up and receive an envelope containing $200 in cash. We challenged our congregation to step up and receive this investment and use it to help bless those in our community and, hey, even the world who have been affected by COVID-19. And at all three of our campuses, we had the privilege of seeing our congregants immediately answer the call and accept that challenge. In a very short amount of time, every single one of those 150 envelopes was snatched up, and over the last eight weeks or so, that $30,000 investment has been extraordinarily used by God. Ordinarily, for those of you that are regulars of grace, you know that we would typically have a Bible-based sermon at this point in the service, but don't worry, we're gonna be jumping right back into God's Word next week, but for today, we wanna do something just a little bit different and take some time and share with you some of those amazing stories 
that came out of the kingdom assignment. Today, we'll be sharing stories both through live interviews as well as through video testimony. It's our hope that today's stories encourage, inspire, but not only that, they also ultimately glorify God. So with that, let's turn our attention to the first story we're sharing this morning. My name is Erin, and my husband, Fernando, and I have four children, and we've been members of Grace since 2014, and our children are 17, 12, 10, and 8. We were in service with our children um, the weekend that the Kingdom Assignment was assigned, and it's that time in parenting where we're leading by example, and we are participating in service as um, disciples, and what that looks like to our children is on the forefront of our minds, and so <laughs> when the opportunity to participate was given, when the invitation was given, we were really interested in um, stepping forward and showing our children how to participate in the body of Christ and how to be a member in a congregation. and. and walk our talk. When we had the opportunity to get together and pray together, we asked our children to listen to the Holy Spirit and to hear from God and that they didn't have a hurry or a time frame to worry about, that we had some time to think and to listen to the Lord. And we wanted the decision to be unanimous. We wanted um, the challenge to the Lord to be to speak to us all in the same way. Over the next few days, my husband and I asked the children, has the Lord given you an idea? Has he shown you a picture? Has he whispered in your ear? Has he put something on your heart? And the children actually said no initially, but no in a very pensive way. Like, no, not yet, but like they were really waiting for it. Um, and then a few days later, the Lord started to bring to mind a family that we're really good friends with, whose family are the pastors of a church in Troy near where we live. My husband secretly was asking me on the side, is the Lord saying something to you? And I said, I think so. He said, me too. And together we admitted that we both had the same prompting on our hearts, that it was to go to this Agape Apostolic Church and this food bank that we help. And then at dinner the next night, we asked again, is the Lord doing anything? Has he shown you? And they all said, um, yeah, we think it should go to the food bank. And we said, that's great. And then the two children who had heard the sermon were there and were listening. And I can't remember which one, but one of them said, and maybe we should match it too. And they turned in bottle returns and they did some chores and they looked in their wallets and we put together a donation to match the funds. And because it is a family and a church that we're comfortable with, we were able to go and give the, the donation to them and participate, which was really great. The opportunity to actually look at people in the eyes and tell them that we're praying for them and tell them that God loves them even during the pandemic. It reminded us that God was still here and he's still connecting people um, even when the world is having a hard time. A pandemic brings out a lot of fear in folks and the opportunity to stand in the face of that fear and still serve and meet a need was, was really poignant for us as a family and to be able to do it nearby our home um, reminded us of who our neighbors are and how to love them. One of the biggest blessings that we as a family received from the opportunity to participate in the Kingdom Assignment is the fact that we, for the first time, as my children are getting older and as we're all participating in ministry in, in new ways together, we got to decide something as a whole family and we were all on the same page and we got to make a decision as equals and we were able to 
to feel the Lord working in all of us in the same way, at the same time, for the same purpose. And it was really unifying. It was something that brought us a lot of life as a family and a lot of joy and a lot of satisfaction and a really big reminder that God always provides and that He is our provider and He is so faithful. And for that, we're really thankful. Isn't that awesome? You can clap for that. You don't need to be shy this morning. I love how that family worked together and came to that same conclusion and not only matched the funds and were able to give to a local food pantry, they not only gave the resources, they also gave it their time and served. Very, very cool story. Well, hey, church, with me this morning, I have uh, Ron and Karen Bova. And Ron and Karen Bova, if you don't know them, they've been covenant members for about eight years now at Grace Fellowship. And um, if you know Ron or Karen at all, you know that they'll talk to you about the good news of Jesus and the good news of the marriage ministry here at Latham. So I'll let you get your quick plug in. Clap for that. All right, thanks. Why don't you talk briefly about the marriage ministry and we'll jump into the kingdom aside. All right, he had to slip in briefly when he asked about that. Thanks, Pastor Matt. Uh, so yes, Karen and I, we uh, started the marriage ministry, spearheaded it back in 2019. And uh, it seems like a long time ago with the pandemic in the midst of all that. But um, we're committed in, in, uh, in serving our Lord Jesus Christ with also helping couples understand what it means to be walking with Jesus Christ and loving, well, husbands loving your wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. But, um, but we're certainly committed to, all, to, to that and uh, on fire. Yeah, and I don't want to forget about our small group. We're not only involved in the marriage ministry, but also a small group, and that's where our story is out of from our small group. Awesome. Look forward to hearing more about that small group that meets on Tuesday nights. Is that correct? Tuesday nights. In your home, is that right? Actually, we meet here okay, now. It's Since here now. COVID, it's here. Okay, you've outgrown the room, I'm guessing, there. So why don't we jump into the kingdom assignment, because I want to hear as much as we possibly can this morning about how God used not only you as a couple in this investment, but other people to do just something really pretty incredible. Let me start off by asking this question. How did you respond when you first understood the kingdom assignment? Well, it was, uh, as always, with a, a challenge that's before us, um, getting involved in the marriage ministry or getting involved in small groups. And the marriage ministry group is a small group, per se. Um, but we've always kept in mind there's two proverbs that come to mind and they were certainly rushed to the forefront of our minds when we took on the kingdom assignment and we've got proverbs 19:21. many of the plans in a man's heart but it's the lord's purpose that prevails that's the important part of that and um, uh, proverbs 16:3. commit to the lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed and so many times, though, what happens is God's plans will be filtered into our, become our plans. That's the, 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 the context of all of that. So we didn't have any idea what we were going to do with that, but we knew God had plenty of things to do with that. Yeah, we often um, tell people in our groups that whenever you make yourself available, God will do the rest, and he did. Awesome. So eight weeks ago, you responded. You, you came up here at Latham to the front. You got an envelope that had $200 in cash. What happened next? Okay, well, we prayed. <laughs> we prayed. Good answer. And, good answer. <laughs> but uh, as many of you know from experience, 
God doesn't always answer those prayers immediately. And he, and, and so he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> so, uh, so we continued to drench that in prayer, but, uh, also as God works, he uses circumstance in our lives, people in our lives. And so certainly our small groups, um, were a big part of that. Yeah. People each week, somebody would come up to us and say, we don't know what to do with the money, but we know we're supposed to give it to you and double it. And they did. And so we ended up with $1,525. So we knew we had a, a mission. So people in your small group wanted yes. to pool resources, pool match it mm -hmm. in many cases. And here you are, you have about yeah. $1,500. Yeah. And in one couple, actually my son-in-law and daughter were in service. They came up, got an envelope, and somebody, when they went back to their seat, somebody tapped them on the shoulder and said, here, here's some money we want to anonymously give to whatever you wow. do. So that was another story that came out of it. Yeah. I think it's important to mention as far as the small groups go. So in the midst of this, and now it's in the rearview mirror about this pandemic, right? Um, but in the midst of all that, we were talking about, well, how can we not be meeting? And so fortunately, this thing called Zoom came to the surface. I've heard of that. I've heard of it, I think. <laughs> um, and so we, we, again, it was like, well, we're going to continue to do that. So we met. We continued to meet Tuesday, Wednesday, and Fridays through this pandemic. And then as, that, as things opened up, and then we, be, we were able to, to meet here, um, again, with masks, uh, six, you know, six foot proper distancing, et cetera. But we were meeting, and, and as, we, as we did that, then there, this, uh, this single mom um, initially started watching, participating on Zoom in our Tuesday night small group. Awesome, and how did she find out about the small group? How'd she initially get connected with your small so group? So one of the men in our small group had witnessed to her, um, his job is um, helping people get back on their feet when they were going through um, different troubles. troubles, yes. So he had witnessed to her several years ago, and um, over the years, she remembered what he had said to her. And so um, he, you want to take it from here? Well, she uh, reached out she through reached, Facebook to yeah. him, and, uh, and so he encouraged her to come to small group on Zoom, mm -hmm. and so she did. And, and he, he got her plugged in right away. He had a, another woman in our small group mentor her, so every week she would, you know, meet with this woman one-on-one. -on -one. Um, she'd come to small group on Zoom. She really poured into, um, you know, whatever she could. She, she read the word. She would listen to podcast after podcast, just poured into her relationship with God. So we saw that she was growing in leaps and bounds. And then as the, that transition to meeting in person, and then that's where uh, we, uh, we made commitments. There were three within the small group, because um, she lived in, uh, this single mom lived in Saratoga. So she was connected with the Saratoga church. But as far as small groups in that, that's where she was meeting with us. And uh, so we would go and pick her up, and we would coordinate within our small group who was going to pick her up, yeah, who was going to bring her It was a 40-minute ride, so it was a commitment to get her here each week. So she connected on Zoom, and mm -hmm. then when it was safe to kind of meet in person, mm -hmm. you were helping kind of coordinate getting her to and fro. She's growing in her faith. It's a single mother. 
You're still unsure where the Lord's leading. You've got $1,500. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, too, during that entire time, she was faithful to tithing. She knew the importance of it, and she tithed. And her family, close friends would tell her, you don't have the money to do that. Don't tithe. But she didn't listen. And week after week, she saw blessing after blessing pour in. Whatever she gave, she got back. She'd get gift cards or you know, checks in the mail from an insurance company or, you know, just money came to her. So um, go ahead. You can go for me. <laughs> Karen helps to me to fill in, I, the, I'm the detail fill in those details. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I think it's important to mention. So while in the small group, there, there, was, there was a miracle. Mm-hmm. There was a, several miracles. But one of the things that you might look at and you might think it's not, it, 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 it was a truly a blessing. So um, she's in our small group. She has five kids, four she had joint custody of, one she didn't have custody of. But during that time, she gained full custody, which meant she couldn't come to small group anymore because Tuesday nights she had her son with her. So that posed another problem that she couldn't come, but she stayed connected. And... Um, it was a blessing to see her grow in that time. And so staying faithful in that, then she found out in, um, by July 1st, she was going to have to be leaving the, the apartment where she was in. She was in a one-bedroom apartment. Wow. So that wasn't going to work anymore. Yeah. So, um, again, so when we found that out, we knew this money, the $1,500 was definitely for her to get her back on her feet, to be able to put a deposit down, for an apartment, whatever, whatever need be. But um, there was a group of us all that participated. Um, we met her out at an ice cream place and presented her the money. And she just was besides herself, overjoyed. There were no words for how excited she was. But later that night, <clears throat> she called me. And she couldn't wait to get home and check her bank records because she had given $1,434 tithing since she found the Lord. And um, we just gave her $1,525. So she was excited that you can't outgive God, that, you know, what she gave came back when she needed it most. That's amazing. And I think you mentioned uh, when we were speaking a little earlier that she was in the service industry. So a lot of her yes, income and wages in were basically yes. grinding to a halt yes. during the pandemic. She suffered during um, COVID. Yeah. And there you are. She's been faithful to tithe. She's yes. had family and friends tell her yes. she's probably a little nutty for doing this. Yes. She's growing in her faith. And she gets custody. And a little bit more than she had tithed since mm-hmm. she had known the Lord comes back to her through the yes. kingdom of Simon. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and now she's that. telling everyone the goodness of God. Yeah. yeah. Also, were you going to add something to that, Ron? Uh, no, I just, uh, again, I think of when uh, Jesus told us in John 16, uh, 33, that in this life we will have trials of many kind, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Well, that she's living that out, and we all live that out if we're if we're quick to realize that these troubles, there yes, there are troubles, but Jesus has overcome them yeah. already, and so it's living faithfully through that. That is so cool. I love how your small group kind of pulled together and were able to bless this woman and encourage her in a very tangible way as she's still new but hungry, obviously, in yes. the Lord and growing 
in her faith. Uh, Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. So I wanna kinda ask a, a final question here and any closing comments you have are welcome. But the question I have for you is, you know, in what way has the kingdom assignment blessed you or maybe encouraged you or perhaps even challenged you? I would uh, just simply say that, uh, again, the book of John and uh, Jesus tells us, and it starts out in chapter 15, he talks that we're to be, um, he's the vine, we're the branches, and so we're to be, uh, we're to abide in Christ, and, um, and he's with us. But then as, as you read through that chapter 15 and into 16 of John, then Jesus talks about he's leaving and he's going to uh, send the counselor, the Holy Spirit. And so that spirit is, there's evidence all around us about the spirit and the spirit's work in us as believers, in all of us as believers. And so that's the thing that um, certainly cemented in our mind, that there's evidence, clear evidence of God working and working through others. And, uh, and that, so just the fact that all these details God worked through, through various people uh, in small group in the body of Christ to, to bless this woman, and she continues to be walking with Christ. And now she's got a witness to her family. She has been yes. witnessing, so she has a testimony to her own family. And she's telling everybody she knows. <laughs> that is so cool. Anything you want to add, Karen, to this amazing story just, about how God used this kingdom assignment in your small group? Just that it was a blessing, not only to her. I think we were blessed more then she was blessed just by seeing God work, you know? That's so cool. Hey, help me thank the Bovas for sharing their story. If you give them a round of applause. Thank you so much for being willing to be here. Let's hear our next story today. You'll see it on the screen at this time. Hello, my name is Darius Prince. Uh, my son and I have been attending Grace Fellowship for approximately 15 years, and I am currently a covenant member of Grace Fellowship. I felt uncertain and I was not sure what direction I was going to go with this assignment. How far will it go? Who will I give it to? Who I would share it with? Um, how would I connect with the people that were impacted by COVID? I had to pray about it. I had to take my time and allow God to move me in the right direction. And that direction was I had to partner with other people. So I reached out to those people and, and everyone served an intricate part to this, this task, this mission. That helped the $200 grow, but it grew into $1,100. And I was ecstatic, I was amazed. I was surprised because I didn't even think of hitting $1,000. There were five individuals that came to me that was a need that was impacted by COVID. And some of the people that partner with me share with me people they knew of that was impacted by COVID. So we all work together as a team. You know, a woman who had a, a child, autistic, she was home working, you know, schools were closed and, and a person who have an autistic child, you know that this child needs structure. They need to be a schedule on a routine. And she was feeling overwhelmed at days and, and I would hear her concerns and she was one of the individuals I decided to you know share this gift with and I had another gentleman who wife had passed away from COVID he's going through his own health problems and he he was more like a mentor to me 
and I got, as I knew this gentleman for years. So we had a, a special relationship. When he saw me and I shared with him about the gift, he, he was happy and he wasn't asking like he said he was in need and he's a humble gentleman, I know him very well. And he said, only thing I want to get is just some food. And that's what he did, just wanted to get food. And I had a, another gentleman who also lost his wife to COVID recently and he lost his job and his um you know he had a good number of kids i don't know the exact number so he was having a difficult time and i guess his main concern was that he needed to be able to have phone service and he actually i drove him he said can you take me to the store so i can pay this bill and i drove him and actually one of the other person that partnered with me was there too so we drove this person to the store and to pay his bill and there was another gentleman that actually was this gentleman's son. He was going through employment issue. Um, he had a car, cars in the shop. He did not have enough money to get his car to shop, so he was short. So we were able to give him the remainder of the money for him to get his car out of the shop. They were very, you know, touched. You know, touched in a way as if that God had moved someone to think of me when I was in need. and. Maybe some and other people wasn't, maybe family wasn't, but it was a special moment for them to do that at that time, just to know that someone's thought of them during that moment. We should demonstrate more humility, being humble, um, that we should be more Christ-centered, and that we live in an area where there's so much more can be done as far as mission, right in our own backyard, and helping those in need if we just step out of our own four walls and, and just move in the communities that we live in and we can see that a lot of people are suffering in some way and maybe even something small and minor, but that minor thing can be a significant and big impact in someone's life. Isn't that awesome? Can we just celebrate what God did through Darius Prince and others that joined with him? Increasing those funds and affecting so many different lives, not just one individual or a couple's life. So cool to hear that. Well, with me, I have Scott and Diane Film, and they're, they're new covenant members here at Grace. They've only been covenant members for 23 years. So I want you to be able to put a face with a name. We have Scott and Diane Film. Yeah, make them feel welcome. Thank you so much for being willing to share today with how the Kingdom Assignment impacted your life. Hey, I wanna jump right in because we have a lot of ground to cover today, and I want to ask, how did you respond when you received the kingdom assignment eight weeks ago? Rex calls for those that want to respond to get an envelope with $200 cash. What's going through your minds? What are you feeling? How did you respond? Well, I'll, I'll start. Um, Grace Fellowship has done this before, but we've not done it before. And uh, so when the uh, challenge was out there, um, I just felt in my heart that uh, we should do that, and Diane felt the same way. So we came forward, uh, got the envelope, and when I got back to my uh, chair, um, I, I said, okay, I, I feel very comfortable in, in my business and what I do, um, and yet this was one that was exciting, but also a challenge to me, um, because I didn't know what God was gonna do. Um, and that makes me a little uneasy sometimes when I'm doing things that I, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. So. Uh, I, I was excited, but uh, 
still wondering what God was up to. Um, I guess for me, like Scott said, we have seen Grace do this before in the past, and we've not participated in that um, before. But there was something different this time, and I felt like God was really impressing upon my heart, and I felt compelled to go forward and receive that challenge. So eight weeks ago, you receive an envelope, you have $200 cash. What's next? Did the, did the heavens open up and you knew exactly what to do? Was it a story of patience, kind of like Ron and Karen Bova and Darius's story and others, or what happened next? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that uh, I felt uh, going back to the seat was we're gonna match it. Uh, so we're up to $400, but still um, didn't really know what that was going to look like. Um, on the way home, I kind of started thinking about some things like, okay, we go through Troy all the time on our way from here to home. Um, we see a lot of either homeless people or people that are you know, on the street corners looking for money. And I thought, okay, maybe it's gonna involve some gift cards for some groceries, um, that we've got some money now that we can divide up and, and bless some people that way. Um, but that's as far as it went. And then um, I didn't really hear anything else from God at that point. So I, after three weeks, we were just praying and praying and nothing was coming to us. I think that's a, a theme here, right? Waiting on God and being at the right timing. And um, the story actually goes back even before the, the eight weeks ago. So I do some volunteer work at Joseph's house and I was, I'm in the basement and I'm stocking some shelves and I'm taking out pancake mix after pancake mix and putting it on the shelf. And there's at least 50, maybe 75 boxes. And I said to my 24-year-old supervisor, I said, you guys should do a pancake breakfast for the community. And he's like, wow, that's a great idea. And it was just left at that. And fast forward to the kingdom assignment and just really praying about it. And nothing was coming to mind. And I just thought, how, how do I pick someone? Everyone has been affected by COVID, right? And so God slowly worked in my head about the community of Troy. And he's, he just put it on my heart that, you know that community breakfast you talked about to someone else? Well, that was my assignment for you. <laughs> I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so you couldn't just delegate that away anymore no. to Joseph's house or someone else. No. God's saying, Diane, I'm looking to you to do this pancake breakfast. Right. So... We talked about it, prayed about it, like on that Sunday, five o'clock the next morning, I felt that God woke me up. It had to be God, I don't wake up at five o'clock. So, <laughs> and he spoke very clearly to me. I've never had God speak to me that clearly. And he laid out exactly what we were going to do. Not all the details, but exactly how it was gonna go. And he told me that Actually, the breakfast was gonna be completely donated by other, other people. He told me where it was gonna be held. He told me what to do with the money that we would match and maybe other people would come alongside us as well. And that was gonna be, not only we're gonna do the breakfast just to be a blessing to the community of Troy, but to take um, the money that we were given to then invest in the local businesses that were also hit hard by the pandemic as well and COVID. 
and to invest back into them to revitalize their businesses and then take the gift cards. We were gonna buy gift cards from them and then pass them out as a, an additional blessing at the breakfast and then create just more, just, just the love of Jesus, just saying that God sees you, he loves you, he cares, and that's where it started. So you have this pretty clear you know, picture in your minds that you feel God kind of painted this bullseye of what you were going to do. You were gonna do a pancake breakfast but not use the funds that you've matched and received. You're going to buy gift cards, you're going to do it in this particular location. How did that begin to uh, become actualized? How did that come into reality and, and go from just being something where you sense the Lord leading to actually what ultimately ended up happening? So that day, um, I went to my volunteer job and I proposed this bold question. And the question was to ask Joseph's house to donate their pancake mix to this project. And they were very happy to do that. So it was a little bit of a fleece like um, Gideon had done to put a fleece, like did I really hear from God? And it just was a confirmation that yes. So. It was on. And then the next day, I was sharing with um, a women's Bible study that I'm a, a part of, just this vision that God had given me, and they just jumped on board. And um, one of the things that when I was listening to God that, that Monday, I was like, oh my goodness, God, I can't do this myself. And he's like, I know, <laughs> and you're not gonna. And so, as I searched the scripture, and I actually searched um, all the, the gospels about feeding the 5,000, I also said, God, please don't make it 5,000 people. <laughs> but um, there were words on the scripture that Jesus had said that stuck out to me, and it was to go and seek and find what you have. Have compassion on people. Let nothing be wasted. And so he just created this team of people around us, of um, artists that designed the flyer, of administration people that helped keep me on task, that created an Excel sheet that I don't know how to do. Um, we talked to businesses that opened up their kitchen to us to use for free. Um, the parking lot, that was, you know, we had to talk to the person that owns the parking lot. Can we use the parking lot? And so I had people praying for me, and I said, all right, please play for a yes. And I didn't get a yes. I got an absolutely. And, and then it got a little bumpy because some of the doors that were completely open that kind of got me running started to close. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, did I not hear you right? I said awkward prayers. I said, Lord, you called me to this and you need to help. And he had something bigger and better and um, just opened even better doors. So that's how we started going. So you've got the kitchen, you've got the, the supplies donated, you've got the location now, and you still got $400 last you, you mentioned it because you have the initial 200 plus matching it. What happened next with that money and, and how was that money spent? It better have been spent if you had things donated. So I'm just kidding. I know how the story ends, so go ahead. Uh, so uh, God took whatever our thoughts were and just blew it up. Um, 
on, on the pancake breakfast, everything was donated. Uh, like Diane said, the kitchen, uh, parking lot. On the money, we shared it with our small group. Diane shared it with some different people through uh, some Bible studies that she's doing. And more people started adding. We had another couple in our, um, in our small group that also took the kingdom assignment. They matched it, and now we had $800. And then more people heard about what we were looking to do, and it grew. And Diane's original goal was, wow, could we do $2,000? And we got close to that, started talking a little bit more, and we hit that, and then got exceeded, and we wound up with over $2,100. Wow, that is awesome. Can we celebrate what God did there tenfold? Tenfold return, $200, ends up being $2,000. You've got $2,000. What happens now? Okay, so here's the exciting part. Um, now we figure out, this is kind of uh, maybe connected with my original thought of gift cards, but with the vision of helping out the business people, we were able to go out to over 40 businesses, spend $50 in each business getting gift cards. So we got five $10 gift cards at each business. And this took us about three days to do uh, going around because conversations were phenomenal at these businesses. Some people were just like, yeah, that's nice, thanks. Uh, here's the gift cards, give me the $50. And other people would share their stories. Other people, some businesses were like, this is great, you're building into the community, I wanna help. And we're like, no, we're here to bless you. And they're saying, no, I wanna give you three extra ones. So we'd buy five and we'd walk out with eight. So we wound up with over 200 gift cards that we are gonna then take and the, the breakfast was yesterday morning. Uh, we wanted Which was to... also another blessing too, because it was supposed to rain all weekend, right? Absolutely. And then I was praying this week, approaching Saturday, that the rain would hold off, and it held off, which was another really cool thing. It did. We had it was a lot great of prayer, day. a lot of conversations with God on Friday about the weather. Yeah. And <laughs> but it actually, the sun came out, and the people that we were praying for, the hearts to be touched, um, the ones that were supposed to be there, there was over 80 people that came. And um, I was actually expecting more, so I just, if you ever throw a party, you never wanna run out of food, so I had a lot of extra food, but, which was then donated to Joseph's house. And um, it, it was good that there weren't more people because there was, we had a team of 16, seven, 16 people, including us, that served, that cooked, and then also had amazing conversations. Not just a hello, we're glad you're here, here's a gift card. We talked about Jesus, we talked about their life, we talked about Grace Fellowship. We just could sit and just have a moment to rest, have a moment to reflect on how good was God was and we got, were able to pray over a lot of people as well. Love that, that is so, so cool how God used $200 to get it to 2,000 to result in the breakfast, stimulating the economy, Love hearing these stories. And guys, these are just the tip of the iceberg. We don't have time to go into all the other amazing stories. Um, hopefully you can share those more organically uh, following the service and your conversations there. But I wanna close with this. I wanna ask a final question. Same question I asked Ron and Karen. How did the kingdom assignment either encourage, challenge, or bless you? And then we'll wrap up this morning. Okay, I'll start. So the theme that God just really impressed upon my heart and just drove deep during this was the word community. And, and it was trifold. First, it was community with God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus for me. And that he never leaves me nor forsakes me, no matter what he challenges me to do. And then the next, next level out was the, 
community of believers, of our small group, of the church, that people that have prayed for us, people that have donated, and also the community that we when we're able to go out and serve and that God just loves every single person in that Troy community and in the cities and the world too. So the word community just really, it just stuck out to me. Scott, anything you wanna to add to that? Uh, yeah, for me, um, I think there was a lot of blessings obviously at the breakfast for the people that got fed, a lot of blessings for the people that got the gift cards a lot of people in the business community that were blessed by extra business that will come in. But I think the biggest blessing was for ourselves in serving. Um, we did it as a couple. Uh, we got, went out into the community as a couple. I think we grew together through it, but we were blessed just by giving. And I'll, I'll put that out as a challenge uh, to anybody out there that if God lays something on your heart, yeah, you can say, okay, somebody else will do that. You're, not, you're gonna miss the blessing that God had for you. We took that challenge, we were blessed through it, and God just multiplied those blessings, not just on the pancakes and on the, the businesses that we were able to bless. He just multiplied everything together. And I will say that we were prepared for 200 people and 80 people show up, but you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he had leftovers afterwards. <laughs> And so did we, and those leftovers all went out to the Joseph's house, like Diane said. It was, it was awesome. Uh, we got blessed the most. Absolutely. Please share a round of applause celebrating what God did through Scott and Diane. Thank you so much for being willing to share your story of how God used you as a couple in this kingdom assignment. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for the privilege it is to be used by you. When we say we're used by someone, that usually has a pretty negative connotation, but when we're used by you, there's no higher honor, Lord, to be an instrument in your hand, God. And we ask that Grace Fellowship would be a church that constantly seeks to be light and salt, that seeks to be a church that adorns the gospel. And we live our lives in such a way that we're not only responding correctly to the Savior question, but we're also responding correctly to the stewardship question. What did we do with the stuff, all the stuff, our influence, our possessions, our energy, our health, what did we do with everything you entrusted to us? God, we thank you that if we're holding your hand as we invest and make those decisions, then at the end of the day, it will be fruitful. And God, we pray that the kingdom assignment will be something that moves people closer to you and glorifies your name. We pray all this in the name of Christ. Amen.